Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Good afternoon and welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, and uh, your calls and questions at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, or toll free, it's 866-308-8867. we got a busy show today. Um, we're going to talk with David Rodriguez about 1 o'clock, and he's got a, about three topics to... Is he still alive? He is. Well, how come he gets to come on our show? I don't remember him ever inviting us on his show. Well, you should bring that up. Yeah, I think That's we have. Right. Oh. <laughs> and he just ignores it, or does yeah, he have an answer? he ignores it. Okay. We're going to talk about uh, the Chinese seeds, uh, or the seeds from China, or the alleged China seeds, or whatever the way to put it is, uh, which I thought was just kind of an Internet thing, and then I saw that actually... Texas A&M AgriLife uh, had put out a a PSA or a, uh, a, a media, warning, a media thing, yeah, saying so. David will will get us catched up or get us caught up with all that. Yeah, even even the he's got some webinars coming up that he'll talk about too. Mm-hmm. That bre- breakfast group that came up as a part of the the Chinese conspiracy to overwhelm the world <laughs> no. uh, with those seeds. They're secret. Seeds. I don't know if there's an, another virus or if there. Uh, I guess we concluded that it was probably uh, internet connections in those seeds or something. <laughs> they didn't want them to become invasive. Yeah, they look. They look like a squash seed to me. Ah, that's, that's in it. pictures. So they're big enough to have all kinds of. Yeah. Things in there. Wow. Yeah, there it could but be there, eggplant. There People were, are pre- <laughs> no. planting eggplant. Oh man, not eggplant. Trace is on the porch with us. We're talking about David Rodriguez coming to visit with us, talking about the the packets of Chinese seeds, the webinars coming up, and stuff like that. He's actually coming, or he's no, no, he's going to call in. I'm sorry, he's going to call in. Um, uh, It may be somebody mimicking his voice because I haven't haven't seen it since the wedding. Well, then you really didn't see him then either. Yeah. That yeah, could have well, been a stand-in. <laughs> That's right. It was just a, a big cardboard cutout of Dave. And, uh, well, not a big cardboard cutout. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was trying to think of something like that, but I couldn't. No, that. that's just mean. <laughs> Poor Dave. All right, 210-308-8867. Uh, I don't know if anybody, I wonder, do you know anybody that's gotten these seeds in the mail? No, no. no, I don't either. No, so no, I had a customer bring me paperwork that he got somewhere that, talking about them when we put it on the door. No, oh, okay, that's so good. So you might want to go read on it. Okay, we'll do. Yeah, uh, Texas AgriLife Extension Service put out a uh, statewide well, I think bulletin. That, that's is probably, that what it is? That's probably what it is. Okay. Well, what's going on, Trace? We got some stuff coming up here. Not next weekend, but weekend after next. We got so our blood, blood drive. drive. Yeah. August 15th, um, so, yeah. So the exciting 
thing that happened. In fact, I did it today. Oh, okay. I've got a fall citrus tree order coming. All Woo-hoo! right. What's that mean? Uh, <laughs> well, um, six months for two two days. End of August ish ish. Oh. That's good. Uh, should be decent sized trees, which uh, surprises me because uh, they've, they've sold and sold and sold everything they had, and they've they yeah. got some out yeah. that are going to be decent size. So good. when that shows up, we'll have lemons and limes, and at least one of your favorite satsumas. Mm. Which one? Well, I saw Bumper on there, and All I saw, right. uh, I think it was Arctic Frost, but yeah, yeah. but they're going to be grafted. Okay, well. But better to have better, than better to have that than, than none. <laughs> I got to be interesting to see how Bumper does on a graft. Yeah, it'll it'll do well. Oh, do I? Because uh, I had that Bumper for not, several years. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of what, over <laughs> Kind of, kind of overextended itself, it seems <laughs> like. Yeah. So there's that's only, that's there's one of Mr. Moore's selection. So there's only a couple of varieties that are going to be more than our average price, and that's two of them. Yeah. So they're they're well, probably going to be about $50 <laughs> instead of $44. Okay. Well, that's a newer variety, and there's less of them. Well, I assume they're still I'm, paying a patent. I'm glad, I'm glad they uh, picked up Bumper, uh, even though... It's not as cold tolerant as some Arctic frost and uh, orange frost, but it's the most reliable producing satsuma that's ever been, I think. Because Mr. Moy uh, at the Botanical Garden uh, came up with that one. And that, what amazed me about Mr. Moy was that was the first one he named. That was the first one he named out there, and he called it Bumper. Huh. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, <laughs> that's his name, and uh, and it's it's lived up to be true to his name. Well, it surprises me that you call it the most reliable. I was thinking you might call, probably call it the most obsessive <laughs> satsuma of all of them, because it is a it's a. Uh, it's in, in the on, in the world for one thing is to produce those oh, yeah. fruit every year, and we liked it. The, the fruit was good too. For those of us who is ever who is all of us that won't thin the fruit, Mr. Moore never thinned the fruit. So you're telling uh, me bumper. I should go up my number on that one? Yeah. Me. Uh, well, that's a good one. It's uh, a fun one to talk about too, Chris. <laughs> well, I only did twenty of that one. Uh-oh. So you, I, may- I thought the price might be. Uh, yeah, maybe might set people back a little yeah. bit. So oh, could people at, people get on the wish list or something or that or yeah, that'd be they the best could. Thing. Okay, look at, look at here now. There's a plant that's, too that we've talked about a lot in the past. I think in the so, wagon. That's two one zero. Is that Paul Cox's? Uh, no, May that's a little pink, isn't it? That no. Uh, I mean that, that is so more pink than did, Paul's, isn't it? Is that the Bubba yeah. Desert World? No, that's Bubba. Is that Bubba? Yeah. Yeah. So if you want it, you can call the nursery at four nine seven three seven six zero and put yourself on the wish list for the bumper. Yeah, I got excited walking in because I found a bunch, uh, say twenty twenty five, uh, Grandma's Yellow from Greenleaf. Yeah, over there at the entrance. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got them last week, I think. Oh my goodness, and they're great looking plants. But I, I think I ordered like seventy five, and I only got like half. But hmm. yeah, but once again, I bought everything I had. So yeah, 
Uh, we appreciate that because uh, that's hard. That's one hard to find too. And uh, we appreciate Greenleaf Nursery over in El Campo uh, producing those for us. So otherwise, it would be lost because Color Spot doesn't is out of out of that. And uh, so, and that's on route. On route, I would imagine. It, it it originally was. I bet you could have a talk with uh, Altman and get get them to start doing that one again. Yeah. But yeah. Any, anyway, uh, I was excited to see that, and uh, got a good uh, good uh, group of tomatoes out there. That that makes me happy. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, even Calvin's buying. Yeah, I saw that. He got some. Yeah, I, I, I learned my lesson this spring. Don't, I thought I better don't procrastinate. Get, uh, yeah, I better yeah. get you know. <laughs> but I'm going to do it a little different. I was, I'm making a new vegetable garden, a raised bed, but I'm a little behind schedule. Mm-hmm. So instead, I bought some of those uh, plastic uh, containers, the ones that are half whiskey barrels. Now. Yeah, yeah. And I bought some of the potting soil that's on sale. The mycorrhiza? Yeah. All right. Yeah. But don't, don't worry, Jerry. I got it way down. At way the down. The there. Don't put it close to the house. Hey, well, and I got the I got the West Highland Terriers. They'll watch. Oh, out. they'll they'll, they'll <laughs> get after that microbial. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and have such good luck, and so do a lot of our uh, listeners have good luck on tomatoes in containers. So oh as yeah. Long, as long as the containers are plenty large. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna try that at least for this fall. You better put some osmocote in there. I think I might put a little. Yeah. No, copious <laughs> amounts. So we we brought down the last of the pots from our plant rental department. Oh. So okay. there's still some there's still some good sized pots at uh, better than normal pricing. Uh, I don't want to call it a scratch and dent sale, but uh, we priced them like they were scratch and dent. Okay. Yeah. And where are they in the nursery? We'll have to go. Uh, sc- scattered. Uh, okay. So we try to keep plastic with plastic. So the, the, with those, uh, there's some really unique uh, fiberglass type uh, window boxes hmm. that we've put in the hanging basket room. We okay. found some self-watering containers that are designed to sit in certain size clay pots. That's but, neat. But if you look at them, you can grow them, use them just as a pot. By themselves, so uh, I thought that was pretty neat. That's yeah. pretty. That's cool. Yeah, I still have. I still have to put something in my wicker basket that I bought. The wicker thing that you had for a while. It's much easier to take care of if there's nothing in there. No, it's, it looks beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> nothing, nothing in it. It's dying or anything. <laughs> I uh, I was reading my uh, Master Gardener Scion before I left, came over here, and the uh, the president of Master Gardeners always writes a little short introduction. And she wrote, she wrote a introduction talking about uh, how adapted to this hot weather the Texas superstars are. And she named Thrialis and uh, the Gold Star Esperanza, both of which are on sale here. Uh, let's see, what else did she mention? Uh, but anyway, those two especially, and Mexican Bird of Paradise. I don't know if she mentioned Mexican Bird of Paradise. But it, but that, it deserves she, to be she, mentioned. She said, those are the only things that are blooming around town now. What? <laughs> really? No. 
I think we'll have to disagree with her. Because <laughs> uh, we, we identified a couple more. Uh, Bougainvilleas are doing one. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 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 And uh, we have those on sale, Bob, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, do you? Yeah, yeah, they're in there hanging baskets. baskets, and they are—they're really an interesting plant, and they are. Yeah, hanging baskets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look and uh, get get that the Express News and that article, and we talk a lot about that. Plus, PlantAnswers.com has some good write-ups on raising bougainvilleas. On bougainvilleas. But the other thing is uh, that's blooming up the storm is coral vine. Yeah. Around the. Yeah, around town. It, of course, uh, he mentions things I don't have. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, how's, about, how how's about the red the, yucca looking around town? Yeah, uh, it's there. Okay. Uh, Duranta is beautiful around town. You seem to uh, really. I'm have my neighborhood. The Duranta is not performing like I would expect it. The uh, red, red yucca. It. Uh, no, we have red yucca on sale. That's why I brought it. Yeah. Is that is that the brake lights? No, although I do have brake lights. But, but it's not, not but, on sale. But that one's not. It's for sale, not on sale. Yeah, that's a brand new one. That's it's called brake lights, and uh, it's dark it's, red. It's pretty. Yep. It stays a little shorter than the other one, but uh, yeah, I'm impressed. We'll make uh, George Wexler turn over in his grave and and say the other one of the other things that's really blowing up a storm is the. Phoenix Fox. <gasps> oh, real good, Calvin. There again, we don't yeah. have any. Give it to Calvin. Thank you, Calvin. Uh, I, I bring that. I bring that up because uh, we're we're not sure what the wholesale supply is, if any, at this point. None. And uh, <laughs> none. If uh, yeah, visitors to my landscape, they 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 see that beautiful bloom mm-hmm. but the other thing is the smell of fragrance yeah. li- that lilac fragrance is uh, and it's a good under- cut flower too oh yeah lasts a long time for cut flowers especially if you recut it every you know uh, make sure it can uptake fresh water uh, every uh, 4 to 5 days i keep assuring everybody that It'll be back on the market, and in the meantime, they can enjoy the few of us that have <laughs> all the, those blooms. Also, if you if you live close to Calvin or whatever, uh, you can re- d- multiply that by root divisions. So you take your sharp sheet of shovel in the night when Calvin's asleep. <laughs> he probably has his hearing aids out. He won't hear you. And go in there and cut that plant in half. You could it's a, cut it in half, and you can take that half and uh, divide it into half. Yeah, that's right. A half whiskey barrel full of Phoenix flocks mm. is probably oh. potentially about 10, 10 new plants. Oh, yeah, at least. So anyway, that's that's where you can get your Phoenix flocks. All right, so that's another one. We do not condone you going to Calvin's house. Uh, yeah. No, I know. What? Hey. I didn't say go into the house. I said go into the backyard. I don't think Calvin condones going into his yard <laughs> stealing <laughs> his plants either. He thought he had deer problems. Now he apparently has listener problems. Yes. Hey, uh, one of the great things you have on sale is perennials, too. And the, yep. the number one pot, not the formerly known as the one gallon. Yes. Yeah, for 418 each or uh, five, five, five for twenty. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's one of the, or two of the, uh, well, they're more than, their species, groups of plants. Mm-hmm. Lantana and salvia is what I write about next weekend, and uh, there's probably ten or twelve different it's salvias. Nice, it's nice when he tells me in advance. That's, <laughs> I like that. 
And also the uh, lantanas, of course, are are a, p- a plant that I do mention. Uh, I don't mention a lot of the hybrids, but I mentioned the lavender, mm-hmm. and I mentioned the uh, new gold. One of the hybrids that really yeah. performs, and and then our Mexican bush and uh, new new gold. The new gold is a Texas superstar. Yeah. It's a and it's a wonderful plant. So, so while we're on the the subject of the ad, mm-hmm. so for for August, just like normal, we're not going to run normal ads. So if you want right. to see, we are going to have stuff on sale. Right. So uh, you want to go to the website and um, just like our regular ad would come out, we'll have a a listing of what we're going to run on special. It'll be on the. So, on sale this week yeah. section. So, uh, Millburgernursery.com. Yeah. And on Facebook. If you're on our Facebook, you get it. Okay. Yeah. Millburgernursery.com or on Facebook. Yeah. And that's linked to uh, uh, plantanswer.com at the very top of the uh, front page and at the very, well, not the very bottom, but close to the bottom of the front page. So you click on that and that'll take you straight to the sale items. Do it every week. <laughs> you, I don't recall you ever doing sago palms either. Yes, we did. Oh, earlier, did you? Okay. Earlier in the year. Oh, did we? Oh, okay. Yeah, it was, an ex- it was one of those experiments, and it, it did okay, so uh, we, we brought it back. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah, I was uh, driving over here just a while ago, and uh, they were tearing down a fence for, uh, to replace it, to replace a new fence. And I looked in the backyards, which is always fun to do because you never do get to see that backyard. And it had only one plant in there, and that was sago palm in full shade. Really? Solid shade. And I never thought about that, but that, 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 I, I bet that's a shade tolerant plant. It, it, does, it works. Yeah. Especially, it, it could have been there 40 years. Oh, yeah. It's a maybe, big, it was a big one. Yeah, maybe it wasn't shady. At the beginning, just like a lot of the, like those Sinisa weed. Yeah. They say, you know, they say, why isn't this blooming anymore? And, of course, it's been in the shade for 15 years, but it was in the sun for 25 <laughs> years before that. Yeah, my uh, my son-in-law's got sago palms out there. And uh, he, uh, he, he got them under trees and everything else. They seem to grow equally as well, no matter where you put them. That's another one that the deer do not bother. I guess not. Oh, okay. Oh, I saw a deer, a doe, out my bathroom window today, this morning uh, nibbling on Asian jasmine shoots. She's only getting the stuff on the new growth. And I would, I was debating. Well, and I appreciate that. I was going to say, you probably liked that. No. <laughs> I was debating no? about telling you about this, too, but. Girl. You know, I cut down a. A, a female? Yes. Here? Yeah. I cut uh, down a poem. Fa la la. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Ray. There you go. Go Ray me. That's what it is. I, you did what? I cut down I a. I said a doe? Poem. I got it. Thank you, Trace. Very difficult to move the stump, so I pushed it with the tractor and. Rolled over a couple of uh, uh, Esperanza. Uh oh. And so the, they, <laughs> they, they immediately started sending up new shoots. Yeah. Uh, but the deer were browsing on the. the Esperanza? The, the, yeah, on the new shoots. Yeah, they're, they're doing new shoots. Have y'all ever 
tried to pull a sago palm out with a chain and a truck. I, I remember you did it once when the fender, didn't the bumper come off? <laughs> Close. <laughs> but those things are well rooted in. <laughs> well, in a, in a palm tree. You should have fibrous roots. Oh, yeah. Hugging you know, the ground. Uh, you, you certainly, if you if you don't have the right kind of chainsaw, you don't want to miss with the palm tree with the chainsaw. Either. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they get the, they, somehow they clog them up. <laughs> huh. But anyway, that, that's uh, close as I could get to pulling that sago palm out. Well, it was after a frost freeze that we had one winter. Was uh, break it off. I broke it off at the ground level. So after you trying to your, pull it. After you pulled your bumper off, you drove yeah. over it. <laughs> yeah. But the the funny thing about it was, it came back from oh, the, wow. from the from the stump that I broke off. It sent up little shoots, and uh, back it is right now. Little pups. Yeah. Hey, we got to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Hi from Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Come visit with us. Lots of folks out here. Lots of your gardening peers taking advantage of some of these great uh, items. And we'll be right back on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. I want to remind you, mark your calendar for Saturday, August 15th between 10 and 2. Millburgers is having a blood drive, and now more than ever, the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center needs your help. So go to their website and register for the blood drive to pick an appointment. That'll make it easier on you at uh, the South Texas Blood and Tissue website or go to millburgernursery.com to learn more. When you go to millburgernursery.com, you'll learn all about the great savings this week, including fall tomatoes, four-and-a-half-inch pots or six-packs of well-rooted transplants, now just $1.99, including varieties that are recommended for our area. All the varieties are recommended for our area, so you know you're going to get a good plant. Perennials are on sale. Ready? In the number one container, that's just $4.18 or 5 for $20. Bougainvillea hanging baskets are on sale. Sinisa, Theralis, and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, for over 40 years, Warren Remy and Spider-Man Pest Control and the whole family of the Remy's have been helping your family and keeping your home and your yard uh, pest-free from uh, all different kinds of things, ranging from rodents to roaches. Uh, I know, Jerry. I know. He's okay. <laughs> I saw he's, you holding back he's, on those roaches. He's not going to come to your house. He's okay. A, but... Uh, and then what he says right now is they're getting lots and lots of calls uh, for uh, termite control. And so you may be noticing some uh, issues at your house, too. What you're, a lot of people are seeing, too, is fire, uh, fire ants and other ants that are, that are uh, oh, coming, run in, off, yeah, coming in the water. roof and at the eaves and everything. Mm. And, and uh, I'm sure they're doing just like me. And I say, well, I don't. That's not a termite. And then 10 minutes later, I say, hmm, I hope it's that's not a termite. Yeah. You know, then you, you get, yeah. you, you always Your say, well, I better, get, I better get our friends in there from Spider-Man to make yeah. sure. 
Yeah, they're, well, they're, they're trained to know. You can tell know. If, it's not, if it's a fire ant versus a termite. Nope, nope. With one <laughs> ant. Yeah, with ex- one ant. Oh. You can just just put the one at, pick up the one ant in no, your hand. No, do not do this. And put it on your arm. Nope, don't do it. And just kind of squeeze it. Well, I'm in trouble then because will, these are. A termite will not sting you, uh, bite you. And a fire ant will. Yeah, you don't want to do that as You a don't test. even have to send them to A&M to get them Just tested. Just call Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. They know how to identify them. Is that the way he 210, does it? No, I think he's got more scientific <laughs> methods than that. 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. Or go SpidermanPest.com. Ask them about their Into Care trapping system, too, for mosquitoes. That's uh, really a big popular thing, especially in the summer. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. Do we need to remind people the best thing for a fire ant sting? No. Preparation H. Is that right? Absolutely. You've tried this? Oh, yeah. It works? Oh, you mean on ants, yeah. Yes, no, (laughs) I don't care if the ants have hemorrhoids. (laughs) You've tried this on ant bites. Yeah, right. Oh, okay. It, it, It works like a... Uh, some people recommend a meat tenderizer. They're trying to get that uh, the toxins ant, out. Yeah, ant uh, injects a, a toxin, and that uh, that breaks it down. So uh, the, the and the preparation age is easy to care take keep it, keep in the bowl or keep somewhere else. So when you get stung, and every time you get in, anybody gets in Jerry's. <laughs> they see the preparation age in there. Say, oh my goodness! How's your He's, bottom feel, Jerry? Yeah, He's got a terrible problem. Look at all this preparation age. Oh. I used to recommend it a lot, but uh, then I had a, several of my friends disappear. Uh, don't even go there. There was a no, no. <laughs> I figured it out. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. What else you got there? I am excited, uh, and I appreciate all the help that was given to me by uh, people around looking for a picture of John Fanning. Oh, that's good. I saw Dennis found one. Where else did yeah. you find him? Uh, Greg Grant, my buddy, mm-hmm. had one up in East Texas, and he sent it to me. How, and, how uh, did he know? He, he, I, I asked him. Oh. <laughs> I sent a I sent a uh, an email to uh, Greg and to Dr. Lineberger, who's got a lot of pictures of of, of the blue bonnets and people in them, and I sent a, a one to the Fanix. Oh, good. Fanix Nursery. And uh, Greg, I knew I'd taken one of of him sitting in the blue bonnet. But uh, <laughs> I was using a, a slide camera, you know, so no, nothing digital. Well, come to find out, Greg had some digitized, some of his old slides uh, that he couldn't live without, and that was one that he had digitized. That's great. Uh, and I, I, it's on the, on, the, on plantanswers.com under the... Uh, uh, fanic flocks in the in the, in the subject matter, 
And it talks about uh, how Greg found the uh, Fannick flaw, named it after Fat John Fannick. And I, his picture is at the top of the uh, top of the page there, and it's tagged John Fannick and Lavender Bluebonnets, later named Barbara Bush Bluebonnet. So uh, that was named uh, that. Was, I guess that was the first. First blue bonnet we had uh, named after a, a person. We were originally going to name that after Lady Bird Johnson, uh, and she was still alive then. And she thought it might be cause a controversy among her people at the Wildflower. Hmm. Uh, oh there. yeah, because a close association with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> And so uh, it's funny the uh, so we pulled it back and later later of course we named uh, uh, what did we name after Lady Bird? Uh, you have uh, the blue, the royal, isn't the, the royal blue. Yeah, that's right, royal blue. I think they relaxed their uh, attitude a bit at the yeah, I think they have. Uh, well at the Lady Bird <laughs> because they, they I dealt with them on uh, horse herb and yeah. the, and the. Uh, the horticulturist was, yeah, was very friendly, uh, personable, and uh, interested in the topic. So it was a, it was really a, a fun, uh, interesting discussion. Yeah, the hey. the story behind that picture of John Fannick with the uh, lavender blue bonnet is John found that uh, that original stand. Right off of uh, 410 South, uh, 410 South, uh, around, around the uh, east side of town, and behind, kind of uh, directly behind his their nursery over there. And uh, John, I've got a picture that John took of me in sitting in the blue bonnet, mm. my lavender blue bonnet. And uh, I I wasn't interested in them. I didn't like them uh, because I you know I I like something gaudier rather than the lavender mixed. And uh, John said, "Well, he said the the ladies love lavender." Wow. And he had been selling plants for several years. Yeah. So I said, "Okay, we'll we'll." Try to multiply it, and it came back true from seed too. Well, how interesting! So uh, that's the one we named after Barbara Bush, and we appreciate John, and we appreciate uh, Dennis, our buddy Dennis, yeah, in, Dennis. Uh, in Austin. Sent us, Dennis is good. Sent us some stuff. He looked all over the web and uh, basically found the obituaries. Oh, okay. Uh, which didn't have a picture of John. So uh, and the sons didn't have the picture. Yeah, so. I'm glad Greg had one then. Yeah, I am too. Frank is on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. What's going on, Frank? Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Okay, how you doing? Good, good. What's going on? I've got um, a pecan tree, a big one, maybe ten foot diameter at the bottom, and. And then it forks right up, uh, right up about twelve feet, and about two four, two four foot diameter, I guess, limbs that support the whole tree. And we put a tree house on it, but I cut a little angle out of the one of the sides of the four foot diameter pieces, and 
after about three years, it looks like uh, right where I cut that little angle out of the tree for the support for the beam, it, it cracked and broke the whole half of the tree off. And I'm wondering if there's anything I need to do to protect that tree from any more damage. The, the whole limb, the whole limb broke back, uh, broke, snapped off? Snapped right, snapped and tore down, you know, maybe a 10-foot section of middle of the tree showing cracked off, you know. Yeah, I would just uh, go in there and cut it, make a cut back to the uh, next largest limb or next largest junction. Well, and, there, is uh, no more, there is nothing left. It's just the base of the tree, and then it's two large, it just forks out, two large four-foot pieces, and then it limbs off up after that. Okay, well, so cut, the fo- the tree cut, cut the cut the f- Cut the fork, the one that cracked off and split down. Cut yeah. it off to where there's nothing but the one standing. Where? How does this? How does the rest of the tree relate to your house and any other things? Well, that luckily might I had uh, I had some two extra steel angle pieces uh, holding the other end of the steel post up, and it, it's holding right now, so it's not bothering it. But the major pieces, you know, yeah, it's all cracked and gone down. I mean, we got 20,000 pounds of tree land on the ground now. Yeah, I, so, I assume it broke off to where it killed the foliage, right? Well, no, it was all fine. It, it died from the center. The Because uh, once it cracked, you could see it was the inside rotted out because water got inside, I guess. And rotted the center. I, could put up, I mean, there's, there's a good foot and a half thick uh, tree that looks great around the center of the tree it all looks fine yeah you're yeah, gonna it, be, be you're gonna be better to just cut that off uh, I would you some of some some people might tell you to try to brace it up and put screws in it and oh no it's, like it, that, it, but it's gigantic there's no way of moving it even I mean, yeah oh okay it's on the maybe, ground I mean it went have you got a? Have you got an arborist that re- operates regularly in your area? None that I that I'm familiar with. I don't know. Oh, okay. Because so, sometimes they'll uh, they'll come <clears throat> do a diagnosis and not charge you anything, and it might might just uh, you know Jerry was worried about these the structural things. It might not hurt to have that that opinion, just so it's not going to break a uh, fall. Yeah, it did. anything else. Well, the other, the yeah, other the, thing is, to, if I cut it, then I'm just saying, is there anything I need to put on the tree to keep it safe? No. I mean, just leave it alone? I mean, uh, just cut it no, not like, not like a oh, paint or anything, no. Uh, yeah. Now, the one, the, the one that's left... Did it yeah. take? Did it take some bark and wood off of that one that's still standing? No, no, it, it just forked straight up. Both the trunk, I mean, the main face of the tree goes up at least, I don't know, maybe 12, 20 feet, and then it just splits two, just two gigantic limbs, or, it, you know, with no, no branches, nothing, just go up about another 10 feet each side before they start to actually limb out. Okay. Well, if you, ta- if you take that one that's split and fallen off. Yeah. That other one will, might be will probably be okay. 
yeah, I mean, unless, because I did the same thing on that side, I cut a, cut a little angle out of the sit the beam for the treehouse, and, uh, but that one, the tree actually started growing over the steel. Yeah, right. That might be the, the crack. How are the kids reacting? Have they uh, quit quit climbing up there? <laughs> Let's just say it's off limits for now. I'm going to have to support it off the ground on that side of the house. Yeah. Okay. Well, good luck. Be so, careful. Be careful right. and be conservative. Yeah. Does the thing ever have any any pecans, or is it a native? Well, uh, yeah, it has probably a million pecans, but I never get a single one. The squirrels get them all. No, Lord have mercy. There's too many you squirrels know, out there. You know when those squirrels eat those, egg, those pecans, their meat tastes just like pecan. The meat is what? The meat tastes just like the pecan. That's one of his. So you can recycle the pecans through the squirrel meat. Why don't I recycle the? <laughs> you can just. The squirrel uh, <laughs> what most people do is just move on to the next. Yeah, issue. yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Thanks. Right. Good luck. Good luck. All right. Thank you. You take care. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. On the pecan, we were discussing those uh, small pecans that are falling, and uh, a lot of them are falling in my neighborhood. And they do have meat in there, Jerry. They're those little, uh, and the squirrels and birds and the, everything else is eating those. Are uh, they full of water? They are they past the water stage? They look they look solid. Okay. Yeah. They're probably past the water stage. Yeah, and they look uh, desirable in terms of everything. It, look, it looks like uh, what it looks like in uh, usually in October or November. Yeah. Right now, but they're they're feeding on those t- tiny little miniature pecans. It might be. <laughs> uh, we got we got some pictures. I don't think Calvin was copied on this from uh, Billy McKenzie and his uh, miniature crepe murder. Oh, yeah. What was that called? Was that Little Pinky? Or... No, that Little P- Pinky was, uh, what was that? the one Dr. McFadden came up with oh, okay. that I brought down. I don't know what that one was called. Well, hang it on a second. It could have been called Little Pinky. Before we... Uh... Go to that. Let's get Mary on the line at 210 while Calvin's looking at 210-308-8867. Hi, Mary. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Hi. I'm fine, thank you. Um, first time calling, but I do That's listen okay. all the time, and I um, love, your, love your show. Thank you. Jerry, you're my favorite, though. Oh, <laughs> <Aww. laughs> Poor Calvin. He's great. Okay. No, you guys are all great. <laughs> We can't see Calvin's talk. pain through his mask. Well, it's just, I, I, you know, I can't be everybody's favorite. It's nice that there's one or two people that have identified Nice, nice Jerry. retort. Yeah. Well, how can we Jerry help? Like, how can Jerry help? Yes, sir. I have an indoor plant. It's called a corn plant. Oh yeah, everybody does. Everybody does. My uh, the leaves on my plant are turning brown. The tips. And I don't know what's wrong with it. The tips around the around the margins of the leaves are just the, the very tips. tips of the leaves. 
the very tips of the leaves very are turning tips of the leaf. yes, Anytime sir. you have marginal burn or tip burn on a house plant, especially, uh, it's either over water or underwater. Okay. And now, have you moved it lately? I mean, uh, have you moved it to a different location where it gets more sun or less no, sun? Or? No, it's in the same place. Um, I same just place? Uh, set it outside in my patio when I am going to water it, so it, it there you go it drains out, and then I bring it back in. So, um, should I? How, trans- how often? Do you, how often are you watering it? Um, once a week. Yeah, but I, that's about right. I do pour a lot of water though. That's all right. Uh, okay. As long as it drains out. Yeah. Now, how long has it been in that same pot? Oh, since I purchased Year. it about a month ago. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it's young. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's, it's just it's just adjusting to yeah the situation. Okay. I think so if I buy a, a bigger okay. pot, if I buy a bigger uh-huh. pot, put new soil, would that help it? Well, someday it will be that. You know, if it had been four or five years in yeah. that same pot, that that would be a, one of the solutions. But usually, okay. how big is the pot to begin with? I guess it's it's the medium size. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> like one one like one gallon or a big soup bowl or. I think it's the one gallon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that seems like that should be big enough for that. Yeah. For a while. Okay. You, uh, the the, uh, you if you're just seeing the very tips burn, rather than the entire margin of the leaf. Okay. Uh, you're not, you don't have a problem yet. When the, okay. when the entire margin dies, or it dies from the tips back into the structure of the leaf. Uh-huh. Then, uh, then that may means you've got a severe problem. But uh, you just may have. Uh, I th- I think you watering it out on the patio once a week's a good idea. Okay. You know, or you don't want it to stay soggy though. If there, if you know, if it's not drying out in between, uh, that that kind of symptom can show up too. So just kind of experiment okay. a little bit. Okay, so it's okay to pull it out of its original container and, and just uh, observe what's going on in the um, inside of the pot. I don't know if I do that. No. Okay. No, I, I just just you're, let you're just, okay. Yeah, just, just let let it dry the surface dry out before you watered it again. Okay, I'll do that, and I hope it gets better. Thank you for your time. I bet it right. will. Thanks, Mary. That's a good I'll plant keep to grow. Okay, thank, thank you. you. All right, we're going to take, take a break while we do. We're going to, I think we're going to answer a question off the air. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More in a moment on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Verde Road. I want to remind you, mark your calendar for Saturday, August 15th between 10 and 2. Millburgers is having a blood drive, and now more than ever, the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center needs your help. So go to their website and register for the blood drive to pick an appointment. That'll make it easier on you. 
at uh, the South Texas Blood and Tissue website or go to MillburgerNursery.com to learn more. When you go to MillburgerNursery.com, you'll learn all about the great savings this week, including fall tomatoes, four and a half inch pots or six packs of well-rooted transplants, now just $1.99, including varieties that are recommended for our area. All the varieties are recommended for our area so you know you're going to get a good plant. Perennials are on sale. Ready in the number one container? That's just $4.18 or $5 for $20. Bougainvillea hanging baskets are on sale. Sinisa, Theralis, and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer something else you might notice in your front yard lawn is that you're getting visited by folks that are selling security systems. BSG and BSG Texas were calling me the other day. We were talking about this, that uh, the folks are out in in droves, and I encourage you to truly check it out. Don't do, do not buy from someone until you've done all the review checks, because you will be amazed at uh, some of these folks in the national companies and the bad reviews they get. But go check out BSG Texas. Give them a call at 210-877-1222, 210-877-1222, and read the good reviews that they get. They're right here in San Antonio. They're locally owned. They don't have an agenda uh, except to sell you what's the best thing for your home by working with you and consulting with you. And right now they've even got a zero payment uh, for the first six months on selected home security systems uh, that you can find out that some of them include two free cameras uh, and uh, there's some uh, doorbell camera or you can you have your choice of different ones. So go to bsgtexas.com to learn more. Just call them uh, and find out more. Again, locally owned, locally operated, locally technicianed. Uh, that's uh, BSG at bsgtexas.com or 210-877-1222. 210-877-1222. Read the reviews. You'll be impressed. Uh, and uh, you'll know the choice to make. That's BSG and BSGTexas.com. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. I interrupted you. You were talking about Billy's uh, miniature crepe myrtle. Yeah, that was a plant plant of the week <laughs> Yeah. Uh, two, or three, two or three years ago. Yeah, it looks great. And Billy kept it, and uh, it took a while for it to bloom, but uh, now that thing's full of bloom. And they're a light pink, and it's a dwarf plant. So uh, they're, they're coming out with these dwarf crepe myrtles. I think he's got that one in a container. Yeah, it does, yeah, it does look like a container. Yeah, in a clay pot? Yeah. And Relatively small, number one. <laughs> and so uh, I appreciate him keep it, keeping, uh, keeping that one alive and making sure it would bloom. That's the fun of gardening. Uh, Calvin's got a, a beautiful picture with his article in today's paper, Section C in the San Antonio Express News. Is it one of your pictures? No. Oh. Yeah, that's what I thought, <laughs> it's, too. It's a, oh. a butterfly with the, uh, with the coral vine. And uh, Calvin bragged on this plant, but... Uh, he he puts a few uh, bad comments in there about that. Says uh, <laughs> coral vine makes a beautiful specimen and is very desirable because of its value as a nectar source 
but its aggressive growth can be a problem. You do not want this vine climbing over the rose garden or the fruit orchard. You think it'll cover a fruit orchard? It depends on how it's Yeah, it would cover mine. My but it seven will. or eight trees. Yeah. And anything else that stands in its way. Uh, he's, uh, and then he even recommends the herbicide to use on it, Melvin. The herbicide remedy around them can be used in the spring for control. And, uh, but the real relief, listen, he's, he's describing when this plant dies down as a relief, Melvin. <laughs> comes each winter because it dies back to the roots with the first cold spell. So, uh, <laughs> that's, that. he, he didn't understate it. You didn't understate it, Calvin. That's, that will happen. I've seen him, seen him over small buildings. Yeah, over, over the tops of small buildings. I can't remember what they used to call a shed, shed vine or something. <laughs> You know, in a, a say a person that's a little older and they've kind of let their backyard go a bit, and the next thing you know, the the old shed has got coral vine covering it completely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the coral vine is much more attractive than the old shed was. And you mentioned that uh, it does come in red, and uh, I, I got all excited a little bit earlier. Uh, that uh, members had some red fandango, they call it, uh, coravine, but uh, it's hard to grow. It's hard for the growers to grow uh, because of this rapid growth. They, they have to put a little trellis in there with mm. it and, uh, and, and watch it real closely. It'll, like you said, I have seen the original stock plants our original plantings uh, of uh, this coral vine in a nursery, and uh, they abandoned it. They, uh, they sold all the plants that they wanted to, and then abandoned it. And it was solid. Uh, it was a whole, a whole what they call a, a section of coral vines, solid. It's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, uh, it it is it is uh, quite fast growing. It's a, it's aggressive. You gotta you want it. There's a lot of desirable characteristics that it has, but you got to keep in mind that uh, it is uh, hard to manage sometimes. I wonder if you if you just sprayed. In other words, you you say, okay, I want this carbide to go uh, all the way over my on my fence. To where the gate is, then I want it to stop. I wonder if you could uh, edge it with Roundup. Yeah, as long as well, it, as long it as probably, it probably wouldn't kill it back no. too bad. I the way I controlled it, you know, I've had it. I want it on a, the side of the house. Yeah. Instance, and then then when the plant kind of takes off across the yard, mm-hmm. or even. The roots come, you know, comes up. Suckers come up. Then you cut those off, and then, then the Roundup works. Like, in fact, I have better luck with Roundup than uh, 
remedy, remedy for some reason, huh. which is unusual. Usually remedies. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah. so you did cut them off before you sprayed. I did. Yeah. I cut them off. Well, I cut them off, and then when the shoots came up, the new growth. Oh, okay. okay. And I sprayed. It was a little easier to. Okay. I thought you meant you put it on the cut surface. But uh, I bet you, I bet if it's a lot of times, the, of course, the foliage is intertwined in your, yeah uh, in your uh, yeah the roses or whatever <laughs> else you got growing the fig trees or, yeah. But anyway, that's a good plant. Uh, like I said, we we considered making the red one a Texas superstar, but uh, like I said. The, we couldn't find any grower that had the uh, persistence or to, or, uh, to keep it. Or down. the 100 acres necessary. To- <laughs> yeah. I got them cuttings, and uh, the, I took the cuttings off of uh, the roof of a garage. It had climbed up there. <laughs> so I just got up there and took uh-huh. the cuttings off the roof of the garage. Well, and I told you the story of uh, when, when I was bird watching and trinidad mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> this, this is an area where they are just uh redoing the road you know the shoulder and everything and the uh coral vine had moved in on the side <laughs> and i mean it was just covered all that bare ground all the, that had been bare ground was, co- was covered with the beautiful blooms but also it was almost impossible to walk through it, even. Yeah. It bloomed better than Kutsu, right? Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> hey, we I, gotta, think, I think it's a little easier to manage you than Kutsu. Yeah. we got to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. Back with more of Millburgers Gardening. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery. On 930 AM, The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Waiting on a call from David Rodriguez who is going to talk to us about a, a couple different topics, including the webinar, the uh, alleged Chinese seeds that you might get in the mail and what to do with them, and some other topics, too. So David will be on the line very soon, and we'll talk to him. Uh, let's see. Yep, yep, Calvin, we're getting a little feedback off you there. Uh, all right, so 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free. It's 866 8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Just, uh. Oh, you were talking to that man about grass. I didn't know whether. Well, yeah, we, have, we have David right on the line here. Okay, should I give a quick report on the grass? Sure, do that and then. Yeah, I had a little trouble discerning what the area was. Obviously, the runners were showing uh, dead areas, but I was trying to figure out if there was uh, patterns to it or uh, uh, real sunny area and dried areas and. I didn't get a clear picture, but I, he's going to do a little bit of a experimenting with water and mm-hmm. see if that'll... Uh, a lot of times, if the people think, well, it's 
it's even, the sun is even on my lawn, but then when they actually look at it close, there's some really hot spots and some yeah. spots that dry out fast, and I'm kind of thinking that's probably what it's going to be. Was he concerned about those uh, runners being on top of the ground? No, it was actually, that Augustine lawn. Yeah, actually, he was, I think he he wanted to mow it lower. The, the, yeah. The, the top, he's three and a half inches in the top part was green he said it's those runners were underneath mm-hmm. and i couldn't get a real clear picture of the if the runners were widespread or just lim- limited to a certain area so we'll probably get some more information after he's done some experimenting okay all right 210-308-8867 and we're going to visit with david rodriguez with the uh the Bear County AgriLife Extension Service, and find out all kinds of neat things. Is he new? I, I don't know. Have you have you never met him before? You, no, I'm not sure. It, it's been months. Oh, it's, it's it's the same guy. Oh, it's the same guy. Is that right, David? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Yes, it's good. Afternoon, guys. <laughs> good. Oh, good. Okay. Except Mary's worried about you. Except Mary. Oh. That's right. Yeah, don't be worried about me. I'm okay. Thank you. All right. He sounds happier. Yeah. I mean, you can tell in his voice. He sounds a little happier. Yeah. Well, David, all right, so where do we start? I had originally called you to talk about, uh, I, yeah, you know, that on you, fa- that you got some seeds in, uh, from China and you were going to plant them. How are <laughs> no, they, they doing, Milton? I don't know. But the, the local cats are missing now uh, oh, that we okay. normally <laughs> have in the neighborhood. Uh-huh. <laughs> so... Yeah, I saw I, I saw other people like on Facebook sharing this thing, and I thought, okay, this is something on Facebook, and and then all of a sudden I got a through uh, uh, the KLUP stuff, I got something from the Texas AgriLife uh, Extension Service, and it's like, oh wow, okay, this is serious. So I called you, as as one should do, and uh, said, okay, David, can you explain what this is? And you said, yeah, I'll be happy to. So what is happening, David? Why are we well, getting seeds from China? Are we getting seeds yeah. from China? I'll give you some uh, updates because it seems like it's changing um, a little bit here and there. Um, the Texas Department of uh, Agriculture uh, Commissioner Sid Miller released this this week, and then Professor Kevin Hong with the um, Plant Pathology Department at Texas A&M University has uh, released some, um, and there's a lot of information, but the um, United States Department of Agriculture uh, seems like there's about 20-some-odd states in the U.S., and all 50 states um, have put up um, warnings because people are getting unsolicited um, packages uh, that it says on the package um, that it's uh, potentially um, is something that's high dollar, like jewelry or other. Oh and, wow! Uh, they're o- yeah, they're opening these packages, and there's uh, an array of different seeds. I think they've to date um, they've identified about seven different um, species of seeds, from uh, like cabbage. Uh, to um, mint, herbs, and things like that, and I think some flowers. And the the most updated information that I've I've um, have found out is a lot of these packages that are going and starting to come into Texas and all over um, the U.S. twenty something states at this time. Um, they look like they have symbols or information uh, that they're from China. 
And what they're saying right now is uh, not uh, that they don't think uh, typically all these are from China, but they're from five other uh, countries, mainly from the Baltic state. Hmm. And uh, they haven't found out what they are. So uh, we want to take uh, just be precautionary because if you're getting unsolicited seed and you did not order them or purchase them or whatever, you know, we want to take some caution because not knowing uh, all the facts to date, uh, where they're coming from, uh, we want to contact your uh, Texas Department of Agriculture or the uh, USDA uh, APHIS. And I have the number if you want me to share that with folks. It would be uh, a 1-800-877-877. 3835. Uh, so we don't want to uh, just plant them. We want to keep the package filled, uh, uh, contact them, and uh, make sure that you wash your hands thoroughly and just package it somehow in another bag or something until they contact you. And so we don't want to just throw them away. Yeah, I'm glad because, you brought that out. Yeah, because <laughs> potentially if they accidentally get released, and not knowing true species of what these seeds are, you know, we don't want a potential of an obnoxious invasive species of weed, or there might be insects as well or other uh, on these. So don't don't open them, don't plant them, don't throw them away. Uh, to be on the safe side, um, you contact that yeah. USDA. Uh, They're definitely number. not a Texas superstar, huh? Well, <laughs> no, I wouldn't. We we don't have all the facts in, and you know we don't know if there if there um, if there's other contaminant potential on the seed itself or in the package. So we just got to be very cautious here. Should we should we just plant them in Calvin's garden and no. see what happens? Well, originally when um, Milton caught, I thought he already planted some. So we'll see what he's growing right now. No, I'm, well, they, I'm scared to death. Well, well like, uh, at least if Milton planted them in his garden, yeah, they, they wouldn't live. They wouldn't live. No. no sorry. <laughs> well, oh, we man. may find something that will yeah. live in his garden. Oh, there we go. Well, that's interesting. So, yeah, there's <laughs> there's lots of potential for, since we don't know much about them, just to, what, what did you say you call the number? 800-877. 3835, 1-800-877-3835, and that's to the U.S. United States Department of Agriculture. Uh, they call it, um, it's part of APHIS, it's, part, it's called Smuggling Interdiction and Trade uh, Program. So they would have okay. information, or contact your Texas Department of Agriculture, since they're the re- regulatory agency, uh, they would probably give you some guidance of what to do with them. Now, have you gotten any reports at your office of anybody receiving them? Um, to me, via email or phone, no, uh, personally. Okay. Uh, but uh, I think the extension office is, uh, I think, more of a concern, uh, not necessarily that they've received seed, but they've heard, you know, these vast information or so-called rumors at the beginning of all this, if they do what to do with them. So I guess that's something, you know, maybe some of your callers or listeners, uh, yeah. maybe if anybody's received any, you know, it'll be interesting. 
Yeah, it would be. And so the the first thing they do if they receive them is leave them alone and call 800-877-3835. Do not throw them away because that I, I that would put has, I would put everything, the envelope and everything in a resealable package and then wash your hands thoroughly just to be on the safe side too. That's smart. Do you are you want to collect them, Milton? Up here? No, I do not. No, uh, huh? No, Jerry. No, stop! Don't even choke him. Uh, I don't want him. Don't want, and I'm sure Trace doesn't want him either. So, all right. Um, what else Come was on, Milton. I was going to um, ask you, David. I saw there were some webinars coming up. Yes. Oh, real, real quick. I'm sorry. So, if they go to the <laughs> USDA APHIS website, USDA yeah. APHIS website. Uh, and they'll have more information on updates, uh, uh, what's happening with all this, and then they'll have the contact information on what to do, just FYI. Okay. Do you, do you know the website name off the top here? No, I, I sure don't. Just do a web search for USDA APHIS. Um, APHIS? Okay. A-P-H-I-S, APHIS. Okay, A-P-H-I-S. All righty. Yes. All right. Well, what's going on with the webinars? Hang on, Joe. Yeah, it's been uh, different. You know, I haven't been out or back to the office since uh, early to mid-March. And then uh, I was on spring break and leave and then driving back and all this was happening. It's like, whoa, what's happening here? And, you know, the, the going to the grocery store, no toilet paper and everything else. And, <laughs> you know, we, we've had a lot of challenges and issues, you know, but... Uh, I really miss uh, doing talks, you know, especially my Saturday talks live at Mill Burgers. And uh, so we've, um, you know, we have to uh, make things the best we can and adjust and uh, survive. And Molly Keck, our entomologist, has got me kind of a fire under me. And we've been doing these uh, uh, webinars and more Facebook and more, more social uh, Social media things like that. So we've been we've been doing a, a lot of good topics. Uh, I think this Tuesday we'll be doing a um, well all the month of August uh, every Tuesday from 12 noon to 1 p.m. Uh, starting this Tuesday we'll be doing a chat a webinar chat. It'll be a new platform, so we'll be using Zoom now, uh, secured Zoom site, and um, we'll be doing just gardening Q and A via chat this Tuesday. And then we'll be doing like a Tomato Basics 101 and then a, um, a turf grass, uh, what's happening with your turf grass and what to be doing going into the fall season. And then at the end of the month on Tuesday, we'll be doing um, uh, fall and spring vegetable selections of what to consider planting going into the fall season. So if you David, go to the... Go ahead. David, your uh, web... Website they referred to uh, some uh, uh, fraud situations. What explain that real? Yeah, quickly. it's um, uh, on our face Bear County Extension Service Facebook page. Uh, there's been a, a lot of unfortunate, a lot of spammers, and they're kind of um, mirroring what we have, but a different uh, link, you might say. And they've been trying to fool people, and hopefully uh, nobody got fooled. Or uh, you know, our presentations, unless we specify, are free. And these folks are saying, well, in order to get onto this webinar, you need to give me your credit card, or you have to pay this fee. And 
And so it's been a real mess. We've been working with the Texas A&M um, uh, communications security folks uh, trying to relieve this problem, and we've gone to a new platform. Uh, instead of WebEx, we've, we're changing the Zoom, and hopefully this will, um, you know, the last talk we did last week on on getting your fall garden ready, and we had almost 500 people, so the system was kind of, kind of crashing, you might say. So we, we have had, had some challenges and hiccups, so hopefully uh, this this way we uh, we won't have any as we had the last time. So if anybody, if uh, you're, somebody's inquiring about the webinar, anybody asks for money, just call that uh, the phone number of the extension service and just yes, yes. see if you can. Or, they'll help or you. Or go on the right link. To yeah, go to the right link off the Bear County Extension Service website. And now we have a password, and then you click on that link. So hopefully, we, you. Uh, you know, yeah, the spam people, it's amazing how people are, all this fraud that's coming out with this new technology everyone's using now. Okay, that, uh, that to get on that Zoom webinar thing, it, it's not the same instructions as uh, that I put on planetanswers.com? I, I, I don't know. We changed it. We were using WebEx, but we're changing the Zoom. So if you go to the Bear County Extension Service website, you click on it, it gives you the link, and then it has a a pass a password that you put on there. Okay. So there's these spammers, or what they're doing is they're they're kindly trying to mirror what we're doing, but they're using a different link. So they're trying to fool people, and by fooling them, they say, "Well, we need a credit card so you can get in," or you know, try to do some fraudulent stuff. So we don't want you to... only ones we want to go through is through the Extension Service website link. Okay. All right. That's good. Well, thank you, David. Thanks for all the info. Yes. Okay, guys. Have a great day and enjoy Perfect. the rest of You take of the care. Weekend. We'll, we'll see you soon. Rain, okay? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah try, to, try to stay out of the heat, David. Yes, sir. You too. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. Go back to the phone lines now where Joe has been patiently waiting. Hi, Joe. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How are y'all doing? Fine, man. Thanks for waiting. That was important info we wanted to get out, but I appreciate you waiting. Oh, oh not a problem. So my question this afternoon is in regards to what, uh, what uh, nurseries call uh, Mexican sycamore trees. And through my yeah. research... What I've what I've come across are trees that are labeled uh, Mexican sycamore, but the leaves on both sides are green. When I do a web search on that tree, it shows me a picture of that tree that I'm looking at, uh, a mature tree, but it refers to it as an American sycamore, which is not good for this area. Now, the Mexican sycamore that I'm that I have recently bought, that I've seen around town that is mature that seems to be doing well is it one that has like a silver or gray underside you're exactly right okay so but when i do a web search i find nothing nope other than something called alamo sycamore um and then that's just going by the label and then there i came across another one that says trinity so i'm completely confused also in regards to this Mexican sycamore, the one with the uh, silver underline uh, or backside, is that really drought tolerant, or are they, or these trees really, do they want like moderate watering? 
Well, once they get established, uh, they're drought tolerant or more drought tolerant. But uh, the the main thing about the Mexican sycamore is that it doesn't is not susceptible to uh, anthracnose, uh, which uh, knocks the leaves off two or three times a year. Oh. And uh, and but but you're right. That's the way to tell them. Uh, that uh, underside of the leaf is, has got uh, fuzzy, or... fuzzy, and it looks white and blows in the wind. It looks, it looks, it shows that white coloring. Oh, on the so that so if you if you come across uh, a tree at a nursery that you think is not a is labeled Mexican sycamore and you don't think it is, bring it to their attention. Uh, because uh, everybody should be looking out for that. Right. Of okay, course, so you, know, you, you know the surest way to get a Mexican sycamore, don't you? What, go to Mexico? No. <laughs> no. no. Come to come to Melbourne's. Uh, that's what we sell here. Okay. So what is so have you have, have you personally come across a variety or when it says Alamo Mexican sycamore is that like um. Not to, is that like a vendor or a, a wholesale nursery, the grower, or is that is there really something called uh, like an Alamo hybrid or version of this Mexican sycamore? I think it's just a selection. It's just a, it's uh, they're all grown from seed. Yeah. And okay. uh, so so I think uh, that's just a selection. And just they, make, and make sure that one has the. Uh, Downy underside or uh, yeah, right. fuzzy okay. underside too. I think that uh, I don't know who did it give a name of the company that's selling them. No, it doesn't. A person. It, has, I, it doesn't have that on the on the uh, label. Okay. On the tag on the tree, it, it well, it kind of threw me was that I saw one that said, "Well, this leaf, this leaf was green on both sides," and it said Trinity. Mexican sycamore, and I'm thinking I never heard of that, so I did a web search. Could not no. find any. Well, I think I found something, but it refers to the American sycamore, and that's yeah, not new. Yeah, it's well, not supposed to be green on both sides. Okay, on one yeah, side. So, so now let me okay. ask you this: in, 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 as far as the watering, how long does it take for the tree? Or in your uh, uh, expert opinion, how long does it take? Would that tree to be to be status mature? Because I understand um, they're fast growing. Yeah, yeah. We're we all say with, and that tree is no different. That the first two or three years, you need to keep it watered. Okay. So then after that, I just pretty much monitor. Well, and it, it really depends on on the, the amount of soil that they're planted in and lots of other conditions. But there, the one thing is, the Mexican sycamore is one of those that's that's identified as capable of dealing with limited soil and capable of dealing with the heat and the drought. But if it's in limited soil and heat and drought, it's going to take a little more care to get it through that uh, period that Jerry talked about, where it, until it gets established. Okay. All right. Always, always, if you got more soil, you got mulch and things like that. They. And they do better. It doesn't matter what the species. Right. All righty, Joe. All right. Well, I appreciate the information. Thank you very much. Good, good, good questions and good research. Yeah, you. you sound like you did some good stuff. 
All right, we're going to take a break and come back in a moment. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Lick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. I want to remind you, mark your calendar for Saturday, August 15th between 10 and 2. Millburgers is having a blood drive, and now more than ever, the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center needs your help. So go to their website and register for the blood drive to pick an appointment. That'll make it easier on you at uh, the South Texas Blood and Tissue website or go to millburgernursery.com to learn more. When you go to millburgernursery.com, you'll learn all about the great savings this week, including fall tomatoes, four and a half inch pots or six packs of well-rooted transplants, now just $1.99, including varieties that are recommended for our area. All the varieties are recommended for our area so you know you're going to get a good plant. Perennials are on sale. Ready? In the number one container, that's just $4.18 or 5 for $20. Bougainvillea hanging baskets are on sale. Sinisa, Theralis, and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Our phone number 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And uh, we'd love to hear from you and find out what's going on in your world. Uh, Calvin is talking to somebody about an Asian jasmine question, so we'll find out what that was about in a second. But uh, what else is going on there, Dr. Parsons? Um, Calvin's This Week in the Garden re- reiterates the idea that uh, if one of your shrubs or newly planted trees begin to wilt, water it gener- generously at the base so that the root ball is soaked. Mm-hmm. In our soil, root growth is slow during droughts. Yeah. The roots are often concentrated in the root ball for several years. So uh, uh, that brings up the guy that was asking about the uh, Mexican sycamore. Yeah. No, no matter how native the plant is or how drought tolerant it is, until it gets established, it's not drought tolerant. That's a good point. So, uh, and uh, Calvin says, in a time of drought restrictions, it is important to have a plan identifying your landscape priorities. And a schedule of watering that allows you to comply with the area restrictions while protecting priority plants. And I, my priority plant is my satsumas. Mm-hmm. They 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 got a nice load of fruit on them. And Kevin um, uh, uh, was talking to somebody about Asian jasmine. I. I I use uh, Asian jasmine ground cover beneath the citrus and uh, also uh, a uh, four o'clock that I've got growing. When they wilt, you better get some water on those on those satsumas. 
because uh, a lot of uh, a lot of plants don't wilt like uh, the satsuma kind of droop its leaves yeah it's, it's there it's looking great until it's <laughs> dropping its leaves yeah and uh, the hollies hollies don't wilt so if you've just planted some new hollies you just need to know that uh, you you're gonna need to water them for a couple of years especially at the base uh, I tell people all the time uh, the out here we've got three or four people watering all the time yeah well and we also hear uh, Mary, Mary had brought up a, an issue that one of one of the customers here they watering with the a sprinkler system mm-hmm uh, on a, like, uh, this particular thing was uh, Asian jasmine on a slope. Yeah. That, you know, when it's 100 degrees out, you, you got to kind of relook at that whole situation there. Mm-hmm. And especially a sprinkler system is not adequate for Mary? your new holly planting Mary? or anything. Had a question. Yeah. Yeah, my, uh, my Asian jasmine is planted, like I say, beneath a, uh, beneath the satsuma trees. And it's in the satsuma trees are planted right next to the house in solid stone. So they found their their the big tree their big tree now fifteen feet tall, fifteen twenty feet tall. But uh, they're growing in no soil, literally no soil. So uh, you have to have to keep them well, well watered. And if you let them dry down, keep letting them dry down, the fruit will dry. And uh, it won't be juicy and, and good like it's supposed to be. Do you have a question? Oh. The succulents? Yeah. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. I think they're out in the greenhouse. The succulents. Yeah. All right, 210-308-8867. She didn't need the bathroom. Man. No. <laughs> Ma'am? I'm also not sure that there aren't some out front. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> All right. Again, 210-308-8867. And Calvin also mentions to meet the need of wildlife for water in your landscape, maintain one or more bird baths. Do not worry about mosquito egg laying between... Evaporation and bird splashing, the bird bath will need to be refilled every day. That so there, there won't be any uh, there won't there won't be any standing water for them to uh, deposit their eggs. I always get a kick out of that when I read even an article, you know. You know well watch out for the stand standing water and i said well obviously they haven't <laughs> haven't used, been used one out there yeah yeah it's supposed to be uh uh for the last three days of this coming week it's supposed to be over 100 degrees every day uh with that said uh we've got a great great supply of tomatoes out here and uh, this year, um, uh, of course, you, now's the time to plant them. But uh, I'm recommending that everybody put some something, something that will shade them on the west side. 
because that uh, western sun here in, in Texas is pretty tough. If you look at even these tomatoes we have out here on the benches, if you're a new tomato grower, uh, you may come in and think that they have kind of a uh, interesting appearance. The leaves are are shorter or thin, narrow, more narrow, and uh, than the others. And those that's typical response to hot weather. All the tomato varieties that are sold out here have been uh, tested in the field for heat tolerance. In other words, they can live. Uh, every variety out here can live if they if they got moisture in the soil, and uh, but you you need to give them a little extra help uh, f- f- on the west side uh, during these hot days. Do you agree with that, Trace? Yes. <laughs> so, All right. So if you walk in my backyard, I have my patio furniture chairs Uh-oh. set up where the back of the chair is that shade from about one thirty two o'clock on. Look at you. He listens. But you my, put the well, you put the patio chair over the tomato plant? No, just the, the back of it I've got it set up where, where the where the sun goes. Okay. Uh, by one thirty two o'clock that the back of the chair is shading the plant. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, Mr. Uh, I often mention Mr. Uh, Henry Verstraten, who's passed away. But uh, he, he he started doing that a long time before. I used to say uh, the commercial people don't shade them, and they don't, <laughs> like Verstus and some of those tom- commercial tomato growers that plant thousands of plants in peat pots. They don't shade them, but they water. They really keep them water, moist, and uh, until they're well established, and then they let them go. But uh, Mr. Verstraten used to, like I said, at noontime, uh, he would come out and cover his tomato plants with uh, buckets, with uh, five-gallon buckets, plastic buckets. And then, uh, of course, he'd take it off at night. And uh, he always had the best tomatoes in the country. <laughs> so I, I, I should have taken a hint from him years ago, but uh, but we have changed our ways into uh, into using a, a shading device on the uh, western side. Also, I want some if some if you just uh, experimental tomato grower uh, the uh, Malcolm Beck always thought that covering the plants with uh, a grow web type of cloth and we sell, we sell it as a seed barrier uh, seed blanket seed blanket it's a very thin uh, he, he claimed uh, that that would uh Diffuse the the sun, and, and it's less likely that they get spider mites or something. Well, that's true. That's true. That was added benefit, but uh, he did it several years in a row, and he swore that 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 diffused the sun and kept his plants from sunburn. Well, and one of the things the, uh, along that same line, if you decide to get the two inch 
plants uh, in the six packs. Yeah. Then you want to plant them in a, in a, one of those number one uh, planters or uh, pots, or it can be larger container. Uh, and then you can just place them out of the wind in a, in a point where they get the morning sun and not the afternoon sun. But uh, mm. so that that accomplishes the same thing you're talking about yeah. is to reduce the sun the sun exposure. Uh oh, here's a, here's a we got Trace help us with this one. We got Pat on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hi Pat, what's going on? I don't hear Pat. Pat, you there? Pat. All right. Pat. Pat. Okay. I'm not sure what's happened with Pat, so we'll uh, we'll let's see if Al can get Pat on the line and hold it for a second. Oh, Lord. All right. Trace, uh, what else is going on? Also, oh, right. I wanted to mention I checked on the peppers. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Grande Gold Pepper. And the grower says uh, he's going to send them out next week. Okay, I want them all. He he he. Wait a minute now. Before, before we get into this, it's going to take some experimentation because <laughs> this year uh, the grower got some contaminated mix. I'll leave it at that. But uh, and the plants grew a top. The pepper plants grew a top, but not a bottom. No no roots or very hmm. few roots. So it slowed the root growth down. So uh, he didn't. He threw away thousands of plants, but uh, he kept our real grandy go peppers. Wow. So if we get them, when we get them next week, uh, if we get them, uh, and you want to buy real grandy go peppers, you're gonna have to. We're we're encouraging people to. Uh, take the take the plants out of there in four and a half inch uh, container. Take them out and shake shake the soil, literally bare root them. Shake shake the soil that they're growing in off the roots, and then plant. Or you can you can plant some without doing that and see if they re- see if they recover. But uh, they've had a hard time of it. Maybe you can right. uh, change your order, Trace. <laughs> Are we, I'm not sure what I want now. Yeah, we got Manny on the line. Got the same problem as Pat had at 210-308-8867. Manny, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? I'm doing fine. How are you all doing? Good, good. What's going on? i got a, a, a friend that has skunks under their, their, uh, you know, their decking. And they have two dogs, and the dogs have recently gotten sprayed twice. Oh, is, there yeah. easy, is there some easy way to get rid of the skunks, a chemical or something? Well, I had the same question this morning, but the customer had the answer. I don't know if it's right or wrong, but she bought dusting sulfur to to throw under the to keep the skunks out. You said dusting. Sulfur? Dusting, yeah, like so it's, dust. It's sulfur, but in a powdered form. I don't, I don't know how well it's going to work, but I mean, it does stink, so it might keep them out. 
Yeah, you got to check, yeah, check check the label on that too and see how it affects the dogs. But yeah, I, I, I've used I've used mothballs, but yeah. that, that's that's not always the easiest thing too. If you get oh go overboard and put it underneath the house, then you you don't smell. Well, you might combination of skunk and mothballs. And, <laughs> and it's, 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 yeah. yeah, and also if you take those mothballs and lift the skunk's tail and insert them in the anus, uh, that that seems to work better than just throwing them under there. But but if it's under, yeah. a, if it's under the patio and you put it, I would experiment with putting the mothballs on the front. Well, we, away from the house. We actually sell a product called Repels All. Oh, okay. And it's, it's a mothball-y smell, and it's a granule form that you can pitch under there. Uh, that's what I would try, but I thought this Repels offer was really interesting. All. Repels All. Yeah. Repels All, yeah. It has, it has a picture of a skunk on the label, but anything okay. that's going to repel a skunk is going to repel you, too. <laughs> also, you can trap them and release them into the wild somewhere. That depends. How are you going to do that without getting squirted? Uh, easy. Uh, they, <laughs> so you get a, have a heart trap and probably bait it with sardines or something like Cat that. Food. Cat food. Cat uh, food. We started doing that up. last year. I, I didn't want to do that. Well, okay. why not? And uh, that's a humane way to do it. Um, you can also call someone I'm like Spider-Man you. Pest Control, too. That and, might be a good option. Yeah, and, and ask them, you know, just find out what they do. And they can, they can come and wrestle with the skunk. Uh, a, lo- a lot of people worry about getting the skunk out of the trap. Right, Trey? Mm-hmm. All you problem. have to do All you have to do is throw a, throw a blanket or something to keep the okay. skunk in the dark over the okay. trap. And they won't spray. And you've done this? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's an old, old, old remedy. Well, there's other people that have tried that old, old remedy, yeah. too, that it hasn't worked. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, what the worst is going to happen? You get he sprayed. sprayed. Yeah. You might want to call a professional. You could, like, try the, the repels all and see if it works and yeah. if it doesn't. That sounds good. Just a, I think like Spider-Manical. We'll be over yeah. there or I'll be over there. Today or tomorrow, and just get the repels. All right, leave, leave okay. the skunk at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Good luck. Thanks, man. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you. You bet. Yeah. 210 308 8867. Richard is on the line. Hey, Richard, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How's it going? Very well, thank you. Uh, I want to make a, just a small about last week. Somebody called about chili pecking uh, uh, seeds, getting them to take off, you know, and grow. And uh, out here where I live, of course, they grow out, you know, in the pastures and whatnot. They're all undercut. I call them under understory plants. Other right. peppers, they don't need all, all the sun. But anyway, this man told me this sometime back, and that sounded right, and I just want to share it. He said that the little uh, pepper plant has to pass through a, a he called it a fowl, but a bird, a turkey, or mockingbird. And their digestive tract, the acid somehow does something to the seed, that particular seed. And so I, I said, I, okay, and I talked to a guy one time. He, he used to sell him and said, yeah, he's a tree with some type of acid. That's what he told me. So I don't know if there's any truth to that. I know that 
they're tiny little seeds, and <laughs> you know, so maybe there's some truth to that. I don't know. I don't know if y'all have heard anything different than that or not. But that's all I had to add. Now, or thank you for y'all's time. Okay, oh, thank you for calling. All right, how can you help, Richard? I know that they do something similar to that for mountain laurel seed. They'll acid dip them before they yeah. plant them. Yeah, sulfuric acid for 15 minutes. But do you need to do that on chili pekin? Or is it, is it, uh, we never have tried it on chili pekin. Uh, at least sulfuric acid. Maybe another type of acid, a milder acid, would be better. You just plant the seeds? Yeah. Okay. Well, if it has to go through an industrial track, I, I guess I could be the, the uh, culinary... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh-huh. I, I, I'll use my digestion. Yeah, okay. So if you want personally uh, digested stuff from Trace, uh, yeah. uh, we, we can, would they just come by here and ask for it? Or yeah. bring the peppers here and come back a week bring, later? Yeah, a bring few peppers days later? Bring, no, a couple of hours later. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Okay. Hey, we got to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM. The Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. I want to remind you, mark your calendar for Saturday, August 15th between 10 and 2. Millburgers is having a blood drive, and now more than ever, the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center needs your help. So go to their website and register for the blood drive to pick an appointment. That'll make it easier on you at uh, the South Texas Blood and Tissue website or go to millburgernursery.com to learn more. When you go to millburgernursery.com, you'll learn all about the great savings this week, including fall tomatoes, four-and-a-half-inch pots, or six-packs of well-rooted transplants, now just $1.99, including varieties that are recommended for our area. All the varieties are recommended for our area, so you know you're going to get a good plant. Perennials are on sale. Ready in the number one container? That's just $4.18 or $5 for $20. Bougainvillea hanging baskets are on sale. Sinisa, Theralis, and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, our phone number 210. 210- 308 All these old people stop by and talk to Calvin and reminisce about oh, she the didn't old look, Master Gardeners. She didn't look old, though. Oh, she looked pretty tough. young. This was she, a person in Class 1. Yeah. You know, she and her family are the ones that helped me uh, harvest the blue bonnets. Back when I was trying to get the maroon. Yeah, they were uh, they were an a- really active oh, part yeah. of the your yeah they homeschooled research they homeschooled. project yeah. yeah and did a good job with their boys. But uh, anyway, it's good to see them again. Some of some of those old folks are still alive, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> when whenever I see them, I re- I remember the uh, shredder. That uh, not a shredder, but a uh, a seed uh, separate. Oh yeah, from for the blue bonnet with John uh, with John Fanning. Or what I mean? With no, that was the shredder. Shredder. <laughs> this was a seed separator we got from uh, Texas Seed Company, I think it was, and uh, through uh, 
uh, Lewis Jupe, J-U-P-E, and uh, it had a had a it's it spun and it separated the uh, flies from the seed, and we were doing it. We were doing it one day, and it was 100 degrees. It was hot out there. Out at Verstraten. And uh, I had uh, had a guy <laughs> that uh, I was doing the because I didn't want him to get uh, hurt or anything. But uh, the one of the volunteers came up to me and said, you need to take a rest because I had all that dust blowing in me. Mm-hmm. And so I did. And about uh, three minutes later, this guy had gotten his finger stuck oh, no. in the inside of that seat separator. And this guy was a dentist. Mm. Used his hands a lot, Mr. Yeah, I knew. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I, we tried everything in the world to get it loose. And uh, couldn't. And his finger was swelling up because it was squeezed so tight. And we called the fire department, and uh, one of the fire volunteers came out there. And a young fellow looked at the machine, looked at the way it operated, and knew which way to pull the pulley (laughs) to make that release. And uh, he got, he got his finger out. Ah. Went immediately to the hospital, and uh, he was he was okay. Didn't lose his finger. Uh-huh. And he called me that night. This is this was one of the volunteers and master gardeners. He called me that night and apologized for messing up the project. messing up the uh, <laughs> the project. Yeah. Mm. That's the kind of people that they, oh they yeah involved in. That, that, that may have been one of the things that <laughs> sold me on volunteers. Yeah, well, that was not an easy pitch. That's right. Yeah, because no. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry was not 100% sold on volunteers. For, Especially with my blue bonnets. Yeah, early in that project. <laughs> hey, we got, uh, let's see, Ron on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, Ron, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Oh, I'm doing good, sir. Okay, good, good. What's going on? Just to straighten up this phone here. Um, I've called in before. I just I haven't had my uh, southern fried pork chops and fried green tomatoes in so long. Where can I okay. find green tomatoes? I'll fry them better, dip them, and fry them myself and a little bit of bacon drippings. But where can I find a good? Where can I find? Everybody's got maybe pink tomatoes, you know, or but um, I. Ever since I lost my dad, God bless him, he took all the tomato and gardening with him. And uh, we used to always have plenty fried. I mean, yeah, well, my mom would fry them up, but he would grow them, and he'd pick a lot of them premature, and they made the bad beefsteak tomatoes and such. But um, nobody, none of the big boxes seem to have green tomatoes, and they can't even order them. Or they could, but they won't because they can sell what they, what they know they're going to sell. So what do you know? Um, I guess maybe I could go online. But do you know of anybody offhand that uh, that'll sell um, good no, green? No, Versta Farms out there you, on near Von Army uh, <clears throat> would 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 pick you some, but they're 
they're no longer in business out there uh, for the mm-hmm. public. And uh, I don't know of any, you know, the Texas Department of Agriculture has some little, uh, little, sh- little uh, uh, farmers markets that they're open. Uh-huh. That uh, that uh, all you'd have to do is is oh, yeah. wait for wait for the tomatoes to get ready, uh-huh. and uh, go to that go to the farmers market and talk to the farmer. And have him bring you some green tomatoes. Steve, Steve Brown, uh, who had had a long conversation with yesterday, he he said that the the red snapper. He grew the red snapper, and he said that, that the problem with it was that it was late, and that that had a lot of green tomatoes. <laughs> so that might be oh. if you. You find the we got red we've got red snapper here in the four and a half inch and uh, you might yeah. want to you know if you want to just try a couple plants it might be fun to do that. Yeah, I don't know yeah. uh, how many the, and there's a farmers market over at Seguin uh, mm-hmm. that one of the people that listen to this show one of the farmers listen to the show sells there and uh, I imagine he would could get you some green tomatoes. But I don't know with this virus roaming around whether yeah. we're going to have farmers markets this year. I know, yeah. Yeah. Things are somewhat um, on the upside down side, and I just can't wait. Okay. Right All right. All right. All right. We'll see if any. Maybe somebody will call in tomorrow. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Okay. We got to run. Bye bye. All right. All right, guys. Well, we're just about out of time, uh, so we want to. We encourage you to join us tomorrow back here at Mill Burgers. You can come on out in person, or you can uh, call us on the phone. We'll give you the number. But uh, we want to thank Al for doing a great job getting all the calls on the air. And, of course, thank you for listening. I'm Milton Glick on uh, with uh, Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Part- Jerry Parsons. You join us tomorrow on 930